Alright, hello, good evening everyone. How are you all doing? This is Kevin Finkel here. Welcome to the episode number 29 of Magic the Final Frontier. This is a podcast all about the MTG Frontier format, where we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, powerful, and interesting in the world of Frontier. Hi, I'm Matt Murday, Spike, and Frontier lover out of Toronto, Ontario. And we've got a very special guest with us tonight. I want to introduce Anthony. He's been a great part of the online Frontier community, and he's been leading our weekly Frontier streams, which is a great way to see some Frontier being played. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Anthony. Uh, I've been playing Magic for about six years now and got into Frontier just recently in, like, November. Uh, oh, great. So I've um, done a lot of different decks in Frontier, played some Rally a little bit, some Atarka, combo, a lot of combo decks, played Control for two seasons, and this year, this season I ended up on Jundelirium. I mean, that's a good deck. We've been saying it's good. Yeah. Uh, my list was a little different and didn't do too well in an Atarka meta. Hmm. <laughs> so it was more, I suited it more up for a grindy meta, and it didn't do too well. So you're cutting back on some of the things like Fatal Push or Kolgon's Command that really help out in the Atarka meta? Uh, it was more of, I didn't cut more on the Fatal Pushes. I cut I cut out, uh, like, I cut from three walking ballistas down to one walking ballista. Okay. I might have talked him into that. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was all, Cy, uh, all um, Matt's idea to cut the walking ballistas down to hollow ones and uh, drop on instant speed removal. So Interesting. So so it's really interesting. I'm always glad to hear from people who kind of join the format a little bit later. I mean, Matt and I, we've been playing since the format really started. So do you think the format's changed since you started in November to now, or has it kind of always felt like the same frontier? Um, I think that uh, the meta has, depending on like what people bring, the meta's always going to shift. But I do think that the top decks still stay the top decks. Like uh, Atarka Red, Blue Black, Blue Black X Control, all the decks that do well, Four Colors Sahili as well as some new ones that are coming out recently, like four-color Ascendary combo. I do, thi- okay. I do think the four-color Ascendary combo can do work. I mean, I'm playing that deck right now. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about the stream, just uh, how it's been for you, what are some, uh, maybe what, are, what is one of the most interesting games you've gotten to stream in Frontier? Uh, yeah, sure. So I've done two Frontier streams. Uh, the... The two most recent ones, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Awesome versus Sky Burial, which was Atarka Red versus Jun Scales. And Death by Manga versus Mason Mancy, which was Atarka Red versus Dagger Burn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and the da- me and my partner for the Dagger Bur- uh, Burn stream, Kushla, had a really fun time with it because we, as we were... At first, we didn't know what the deck was up to because we saw Rampaging Ferocidons and Sahili Ride combo in the same deck. And we were like, what is this? This will basically kill yourself if you try to combo off with Sahili. Mm-hmm. But then we were looking at it more and more, and as the stream was going on, we started realizing that Sahili and Feldar Guardian fit right into the deck because with Dowsing Dagger... Uh, Feldar Guardian can flicker it, giving your opponent more plant tokens and burning them more. Interesting. Okay. And Sahili Rai can make a copy of Dowsing Dagger until end of turn, 
causing them to lose more life, as well as Sahili's ultimate, if you get up to that, can search out the pieces for it, Panharmonicon and Dowsing Dagger. Nice. So if anyone who hasn't seen this deck, he's kind of just named some of the parts there. There's the Panharmonicon, the Dowsing Dagger, the Trespasser's Curse is really the key part of the deck, and that one, whenever a creature enters under your opponent's control, you gain life, they lose life. So then you're forcing them to make creatures, you're bouncing these creatures, you're using Rampaging Ferocidon as kind of a secondary effect that does the same thing. And then it's got the Sahili combo gemmed in there too. I'm not sure if I'm behind that yet, but you're kind of bringing me around to it. But if you haven't, uh, we do have that on our YouTube, so go check out the deck being played. Maybe uh, Matt and I can talk a little bit more on it. We'll try and put together what we think the list could look like if we uh, tuned it up a little bit more. Yeah, we do. Uh, when me and Kushala were watching the stream, we were like, this deck does need a little more tuning because it, res- it was running all Tango Lands and no basics. Ooh, yeah, that's difficult, especially with yeah. Field of Ruin and Settle oh, yeah, the Wreckage so... and all those things. Yeah, exactly. So we were, as we were watching, we were like, "This list can't. This list has potential to be really good. It just needs some <laughs> tuning up, especially in the mana base." What do you think, Matt? Is it just a? Uh, is it an against the odds deck with a little bit of combo thrown in, or do you think this is something pretty real? <laughs> I think there's a lot of really ambitious cards thrown in by the sounds of it. <laughs> Dazzling dagger. I don't know, man. Or uh, building a. That's like a four card combo with trespassing trespassers curse, right? Yeah, it's. It's kind of a four card combo, but I mean, it's still, it's still got the jo- job done. One game, it just wasn't fast enough. The other two games, as well as a punt game three within the gate. All, all I mean mm. is just play Sahili, like a, a more tuned version of Sahili at that point, right? Yeah, it's yeah, that's possible. Stylish though, I love styling on people. <laughs> are there any games you're really looking forward to casting in the future? Um, I mean, right. Not like right now. I'm just I just love streaming, so it's been a lot of fun doing these streams, and I can't wait to see what other decks we come up like, what matches we come up against. I really, really want to stream a Marvel match mm. because look, I know Marvel wasn't played this year, this uh, this season, but I really like the randomness of Marvel, <laughs> and just be like, as I'm on stream, watching the Marvel spin and trying to guess would with or not. It's See, I was going to say, uh, there's that moment when Marvel spins that I think every single player, every single person spectated kind of just holds their breath. Yeah. And like, every time I played against Marvel, I'm always thinking in my head, whiff, 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 <laughs> whiff, whiff. <laughs> yeah, or like, how badly can they whiff? It's like, okay, Woodweaver's Puzzle Knot, that's fine. That's not a total whiff. It's not like they hit six yeah. lands, but... Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, we will let you guys know when we have this week's match scheduled. I don't think we had one yet, last I've heard from you. Actually, Um, you know what? This is going to come out next Tuesday anyways, so by the time this one's released, there will be a new one. But yeah, you guys can catch up. Make sure to be watching our streams. They've been really great. I think that the uh, the commentary that you and our other commentators have been doing has been excellent on those. So uh, thank you so much for that, and uh, we're really glad to have you on the show. Thanks. So I was going to move on. We do have a little bit of a topic to discuss today. Now, this is something, Matt, I kind of want to fill you out here, see if you're seeing the same thing. So what I wanted to talk about today is five drops. So personally, I don't know if you're seeing the same thing, but I've seen a little bit of a resurgence of five drops in Frontier. I think Sahili's taken a little bit of a backseat. These control decks are still around. You need something that can, you know, turn from your mid-range game into a long game, or even turn from your aggressive game into a some kind of top-end finisher. So I've been seeing a few more five drops come back in Frontier, and 
if you are running five drops, you're probably only running one to three of them kind of situation. So the ones you run are really important. So kind of what I wanted to talk about is what are the best five drops in Frontier? And uh, maybe we can go through some of them, discuss what the strengths are, maybe even make like a top five or a top ten list is what I'd like to do today. How does that sound, guys? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Well, Matt, you've been a little quiet while I've been uh, interviewing Anthony here. Why don't you lead us off with what you think are some of the best five drops in Frontier? Oh, man, you're putting me in the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Right, we're, we're... Just go ahead and talk about Siroc. Siroc. <laughs> all right. We're going to start off. We're going to start slow tonight. We're going to start. We can't go right to Siroc. Come on, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with Colligon, the Storm's Fury. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know what? I have a list of like 27 five drops I was going to talk about. I don't think that Colligon made my list. I think he, like, he's not high on the list, but I think he's decent. I have a list of about 11 here. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think are like these are the ones that I think are like roughly playable. Okay. And uh, he's right at the bottom of it. I mean, I am someone that loves playing dragons, and he's a little in a rough place right now. But then again, maybe he shouldn't be. I mean, five toughness means that he survives languish, he survives grasp of darkness, he's legendary, so he survives cast down, he survives fatal push just by being five mana, of course, as I think everyone will talk about today. It does. He also just has haste and a pretty sweet uh, on attack effect, right? Like, I've seen people turn five, drop this guy, swing for 22, um, which is a pretty hefty, out of nowhere kind of swing in life, right? So. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. What about the other five mana Dragon Lord? Do you think Ojutai deserves any talking about? I mean, it's something that I think was played a whole ton in standard. I definitely had him on my list, and now I don't see him, so I must have removed him by accident. But yeah, he's <laughs> I think he's decent. He's not not amazing. Uh, it kind of sucks that he gets killed by Languish, so if you're looking to stabilize um, mm-hmm. as a control list, which is probably the list I want to see Ojitai in, um, yeah. it can be a little rough. But he's got a sweet on attack effect. Hexproof is a hell of a mechanic. Ojitai is sweet. Yeah, Ojutai's pretty sweet. I, I've had trouble trying to build dragons in Frontier, like Esper Control Dragons, you would think would be a deck, but there's just so many other great finishers for those kind of blue-black control decks. I really want to build an always-watching Ojutai list. And every time <laughs> I do, I look at it and I'm like, you know what this should be? An aggro list. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, I've tried it. I think I tried it again when what was the glory bringer came out and i was like oh man we got glory bringer we got always watching those combo together we got ojitai in there those combo together we could run the dragon removal spell that did not look great i mean i tried it but it didn't look great yeah i think we just need like another good four drop dragon i don't think we have like i don't really like uh thunderbreak region i think he's kind of meh yeah and thunderbreak's probably better than what is it ferrix blade wing yeah Almost definitely, yeah. Who who should be okay, just is not quite get there. Like you don't really want to cast him as just a four four flyer. You really don't want to cast him as a seven mana two four four flyers. Like that's not great either. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. If I was in the in the in the market for two bodies with like a reasonable amount of power, I feel like I would just play. And this is a good transition. Regisaur Alpha. Hmm. Okay. See, I was going to transition to Glorybringer as long as we were talking about him. How do these uh, aggressive red 
five drops feel for you, Anthony? Have you looked at Glorybringer or Register Alpha? Yeah, so I, I've seen I've, I've seen them both played. Uh, Glorybringer would be something that I really like because Glorybringer just comes down, swings for five, gets rid of something usually. Um, and then no swings for four. My bad. Yeah, yeah. and then um, while Registor Alpha is again a very good five, a very good five drop, but it has to have the right deck to go into. Mm-hmm. Like in standard, it goes into the red green dinosaur decks, but in Frontier, there's not really a dinosaur deck that has a, that has shown up yet. That's really good. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think there's a number of cards on this list that kind of, they're such strong cards, but don't have a great home. I mean, Registrar Alpha, if we are ramping in red-green, there's probably better things to do higher, which means that we don't really want Registrar Alpha as kind of our transition from our early game to our late game. It just feels a little bit more yeah. awkward. And uh, if, I know, we're ra- yeah. if we're ramping in red, red-green, red I would much rather have an Omnath in that spot. Hmm. Well, he's or, seven mana, I think. Yes, yeah, seven um, mana. I've definitely got one on my list that would have definitely broken my top ten that I'll mention for ramp. Uh, the only thing I want to mention is Registrar Alpha, I know, got a little bit of hype when it came out for, hey, it can fit into Sahili. You know, you can copy it with Sahili. Swings for 14. Did you guys ever try that? Do you think that's at all worth it? Uh, I don't know. Five mana is a lot for <laughs> Sahili. I think you just commit to the combo there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think this is a crazy good card. I think this is pretty playable. Um Two bodies relevant, sweet on ETB. It's kind of like it, it would go in a big dumb green red beater list to me. Okay, so if it was a dragon, it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I would think the uh, like the register alpha would at that point with the Healy, you don't really want to have uh, more cards that flicker at that like at that time. You want more stuff to interact. And try to get to your combo. So if I'm, yeah, that's understandable. I think if I'm Sahili looking for a five drop, I'm actually looking at Cloud Blazer. Oh wow, okay. So that is the five mana you draw to gain two life. Yeah. In blue and white. I think it's like a two-two flyer or something like that. But you're really yeah, it's a two. It's a two-two flyer, but yeah. You're really in it for the the draw two cards, gain two life. Yeah, I would also for Sahili if a five drop, I would also like Regal Carcals. Mm, yeah, so re, re, Regal Carousel, uh, I believe. Carousel? Carousel, yeah. So the cat. So uh, that's the 3-3 the three, the three cat. cat with lifelink, and it makes two 1-1 one, one cats with lifelink and gives other cats you control plus 1, plus 1 in lifelink. Or maybe, maybe it itself doesn't have lifelink, I think. Am I? It, it itself does not have lifelink. Am I? So this is definitely one of those... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, am I allowed yeah. to swear here? <laughs> I mean, keep it reasonable. We're a family-friendly show, right? You filthy freaking animals. <laughs> Regal Caracal. You don't like the cat? Just gross. You don't like giving your uh, your Felidar Guardians plus one, plus one lifelink? I think if you're in the mood for a stabilizer, you probably need something that doesn't lose the stabilization when it dies. It does leave behind the two bodies that are 1-1 one, one lifelinks. I think that does still give a lot of stabilization. So what I was going to actually ask... I thought it was only yes. lifelink with Carousel. Yeah, they are lifelink, and he gives cats plus one, plus one in lifelink. It's kind of weird like that, well, but I think they already had the lifelink cat tokens and didn't want to make another kind of cat token that wasn't lifelink. Now, now, here's the question, though, is that I see Caracol and another card really fitting the same role in those same kind of decks, and that's a little bit of a problem with these five drops, I think, in general, but... Lyra, 
the new angel, 5-5, flying, first strike, lifelink, kind of fills the same role for me as something big and dumb and stabilizes for you. Do you think, which is better? I mean, I think we're looking specifically in Sahili, but in Sahili, outside of Sahili, what what do you guys think between those two cards? Because I kind of see them filling very similar roles. I I agree, for sure. Um, Basically, do you want to be weak to Abzan Charm, or do you want to be weak to Lightning Strike? You know, hmm. that's that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, with Lyra, I saw Lyra in an Abzon list uh, done by Leopold Brooke. Uh, he put Lyra in an Abzon list. I think he was mainboarding it or sideboarding it. I think and, I believe that was mainboard even, yeah. Yeah, mainboard. And so it's just like, it's a way, it's it's a 5-5 five, five beater that also has first strike. And first strike's really a big deal because it doesn't die to like some some of the other cards that are big dumb and five fives like scarab god mm-hmm. and you can't even trade it with like a, a smuggler's copter and a lightning strike you really have to have two removal spells if you're a red deck to get rid of it i, I think lyra is actually very strong i've been trying her in a number of decks usually in the sideboard but as a beater that comes down and stabilizes and wins you the game against Tarka, she does a great job of that i think Maybe in cat combo, I'd be interested in Caracal, just because you can bounce it, you can copy it, and that has some benefits. You can't do that with Lyra because she's just a legend. But uh, my my biggest kind of knock against Lyra is it's just by in the decks you want to stabilize against as far as like needing life goes. I think you need to stabilize before turn five, hmm. or even turn six, really, because that's the first time she's gonna swing, right? Um, yeah, I mean, she can block on turn five, but... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if they're just holding up burn to burn you out, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in love with it. It's, okay. it's She's a great body, and like, but I think we've, we've kind of been long past the point of playing bodies that don't do things when they enter the battlefield. Um, hmm. So it's just like, the, the disadvantage of just dropping five mana and getting Abzan Charmed, you know, or whatever... Uh, Vraska's Contempt, uh, uh, those are the, really the big ones, I think. Um, yeah, especially as a main board card. Yeah, it just, that sucks. You got no nothing out of it. it it's a beating. So, um, would you prefer Wingmate Rock still? Because I think that's kind of the, the white aggressive five drop flyer that was being played a little bit before. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in love with Wingmate Rock either, only because, um, how do I... It's almost like just that fourth toughness is just kind of rough into languish. <laughs> True, basically. into languish. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a lot of things. Yeah, it's almost a, too easy to answer. Um, so anyone who doesn't remember Wingmate Rock, it's the three-four flyer that enters with another three-four flyer, and when it attacks, you gain life for each attacking creature. And I mean, like if you're in the market for a five-drop, I think none of these options are terrible. They're just kind of. I almost feel an Abzan like you have eight four drops already right hmm yeah it's tough to find more room for that you well you probably get one or two you kind of need to have something that goes bigger than a siege rhino or your game really fizzles out for those games where you're not beating down you're not seeing the turn two thalia i don't mind uh nissa actually five mana nissa in that role Interesting. Okay, so five mana Nissa is the one it can. Well, which five mana Nissa actually? Because there are two of them in Frontier. <laughs> is one of them a Planeswalker deck? Are you really, are you really? No, going no, no. There? There's, there's two. Uh, there's World Wake oh, from yeah. M15. Um, okay, well, not that one. Okay, <laughs> not that one. Yeah, I don't think that one's 
great. I think usually the other, the, oh, I want to say it's Vital Eldritch F- Moon. Vital Force from Kaladesh. Yes, Vital Force. Oh, it's Force. Kaladesh. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so from Kaladesh. That's the one. Okay, so it can plus two, untap a land, becomes a 5-5 five, five creature with haste until end of turn. Um, ac- yes, it's till end of turn. It's That one's not permanent. Or it can minus three to bring back any permanent from your graveyard to your hand. Or it can minus six, so it starts at five, gets up to six, can do that the next turn. It gets an emblem, and then whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you draw a card. So it's got some aggressive options. It's got a permanent card advantage option. It's a pretty powerful card. Mostly I just think you use it to immediately downtick and get a seed rhino, and then just kill them <laughs> with the rhino. Okay. Um, so I like Nisa Vital Force. I, I've seen it played. But I actually had the other Nisa on my list of cards to talk about. Oh, okay. So World Wake, it, that yeah. one. Ooh, does that one so start at the, four or five? Guys, it starts at my knowledge here. So World Waker starts at three. Mm. Plus one target land you control becomes a four-four creature of trample permanently. Uh, plus one untap up to four target forest and minus seven search your library for any number of basic lands. Put them on the battlefield. They become four-four with trample. Now you know the why. One, you know why that one didn't make my list? It's basically a six drop, not a five drop, because you want to be able to play it and swing with that forest. And unlike Nissel Vita Force, that one doesn't untap the forest that you attack with. Yeah. Well, so one of the reasons why I picked this one was um so I I'm in the middle of right now brewing a combo deck. Hmm. Uh and so the combo deck is a chain veil combo deck using this Nisa plus the um Teferi Planeswalker deck card. And I've also seen this planes, this Nisa used in, um, who is it? Abomination's new uh, red-green monster deck he played this season. Yeah, so, it's a good top end. The haste on it really helps pressure Planeswalkers when you can play that. I, I yeah. actually really like Nissa for her ramp. I think she fits into a shell that wants to have access to a lot of mana, and I actually prefer to use her uh, untapped for forest ability. Oh yeah, most definitely same. That's what I, that's what I always do with uh, when I was doing the combo deck is untap four forest and probably play a chain veil or something with that combo deck I'm building. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you and I were going to work on that at some point. Oh yeah. All right. Now you just started to mention there one of my uh, my top ten here. Yeah, I've got like t- you know, guys. I've got a long list here, and I've got like thirteen that are in my top thirteen or so. We've talked about like one of them. So let's go on to something you mentioned for a second there. The real star of that deck and many others, Teferi. Uh, I was thinking of the other Teferi, but I was also I also had this Teferi. Oh on my yeah, list. you're talking about the other Teferi. Oh my god, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but no, I had this Teferi on my list too. All right, so this new Teferi, it, it is really making some waves. Personally, I think this is the the five drop from Dominaria. Starts at four, can minus three to put something third from the top. Any numb and permanent, it can plus one to draw a card, and at the end of your turn, you untap two lands. And then it's got some kind of ult that wins the game. It's like minus eight, and then every time you cast a spell, you exile a permanent. It's draw a card. Yes, what did it's I say? It's whenever you draw, whenever you cast a spell. This one is whenever oh, okay, you draw yeah, a card. Yeah, that's right. Whenever you cast a spell is uh, the ve- the blue white venture. Oh, it's also Jace. Uh, scars. It's also Jace. It's also Chandra and Frontier. Yeah, there's some uh, there's a few yeah. things that do that. So yeah, I actually really like this Teferi. Um. I've seen it played, and I play like all basically almost every format, and so I've seen it played in standard, modern, frontier, and it's just a really good control planeswalker. 
And I've also seen it in the four colors of Huey list in the sideboards. Yeah, I would have a hard time not putting this as one of my probably top five five drops in Frontier. Oh yeah, just it does so much. And like, if you're in a control mirror and you're going to mill out, because I've accidentally done that before, <laughs> you can just minus three itself and put it on top. And now how do you feel about the standard style zero win con Frontier deck? If Teferi's your only win con, do you think that's viable in Frontier? God, no. <laughs> uh, there's just there's just too much stuff going on. Like in Frontier, you need to have something to close out the game or else you'll just die to burn. What do you think about that, Matt? I agree. Yeah, you can't play just Teferi as a win con. Um, I think pe- people have kind of misconstrued what I've said about Teferi, I think. I, 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 they think I feel like he's not bad. Or Sorry, they, I feel like people think I think he's bad. But I just think he takes a slot of another five drop in control like i don't think i want to play him beside scarab god right it's either or so and i I think at least for right now i've been convinced that uh teferi is the better of the two oh wow okay so i had (laughs) i have teferi as number three on my list i have scarab god as number two that card is still an absolute house and maybe it depends on slightly different decks i think that any kind of there, there's some blue white tempo decks that want to ferry. There's some maybe the Sahili deck wants to ferry, but blue black control still wants that Scarab God. It is such a house. I've been saying house a lot this episode, but okay. So Scarab God, you guys probably know it. It's the five five. It returns your hand if you kill it. It brings back creatures from either player's graveyard. It wins the game on its own unless they have some kind of exile removal. Pretty much immediately. It, can anyone really argue that against this being one of the best five drops in Frontier? And anyone want to add anything on it? Yeah, it's a great card. Um, some decks legit can't beat it, and I think I think the ba- the big knock against it is some of the grindier decks don't really care about it that much. Um, to compared with Teferi, who's more of like, so like if you play Scarab God versus Control, um, they're kind of like that. That's not the greatest. I'm not happy about that, but it's not quite as urgent as say Teferi, right? Who's going to generate actual card advantage? Um, where I mean, if you reanimate a gear hulk that's some card advantage it's true especially if it's the opponent's gear hulk it's true but that's not always an option in the control mirrors which tend to go grindy and long and take forever yeah, to that, get your threats on the board that's true um so i guess it, the teferi is the more well-rounded option but in very specific cases scarab god is gonna just roll over and like any creature deck you know all right why don't we keep going on the planeswalker train because we're kind of you know we've only got I guess there are still a handful more five-drop Planeswalkers, aren't there? Hmm. Do you want to talk about Obnixilis? Sure. I mean, I think he... I have met number four, actually. I think he was one of these... (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. That card is really good. If I'm going to try and, you know, win the game, grind out some card advantage, it doesn't get much easier than Obnixilis. I mean, he comes down and kills something, that's card advantage, and then every turn draws you a card. I think... It's a... Even in black, I'm pretty sure I'd want to be on Liliana Death Majesty first. So it depends how many creatures you're running is probably the example. So Liliana's Death Majesty, I don't think it's seen that much standard play, so I'll make sure to bring up what, what it does. That's the one that pluses. It puts two cards from the top of your deck into the graveyard and makes a 2-2 zombie. It can minus three to bring back a creature from your graveyard to play. And it has a minus, ooh, I want to say eight that destroys all non-zombie creatures. And the creature it brings back is now a zombie. Yeah, I th- I think I would much, dep- like you were saying, it depends on the deck, 
Liliana's Death Majesty, I know for a fact it was played in Amonkhet's Standard mm-hmm. uh, in Jerry Thompson's Mono Black Zombie list. Uh, and I think if you, it depends, like you said, it depends on your deck, because I want Obnixilis in my control deck in the sideboard. Okay. Uh, when I was playing Control my first two seasons of Frontier, I think I made sure to run at least one Obnixilis in the sideboard. Because it's, in the Control Mirror, it can, or at least in the Control Mirror, it can just generate you card advantage and then slowly kill your opponent with the ultimate. Oh, the ultimate doesn't kill slow. The ultimate kills very quickly, actually. Yeah, actually very quickly, my bad. <laughs> so it's, uh, it? Whenever any player draws a card, that opponent loses two life. I guess my main knock against Obnix is I don't really know a deck that wants him. Because uh, hmm. you say control, and I'm, I'm sitting here saying, even before we had Teferi, um, I feel like Jace, like uh, Unraveler of Secrets, would have been better in that control mirror. Oh, wow, you like Jace Unraveler of Secrets? Much better than, than Obnixilis, right? Because, like, a lot of the time they're just not going to have a creature out in the control mirror. I mean, the truth is I don't really like a five-mana Planeswalker in the control mirror, but if I had to choose one, I think it would be Jace because his his uptick is much, much stronger. Than, well, that's before uh, Teferi, right? Yeah, yeah, if we're talking before Teferi. Now, after Teferi, Teferi probably is a little better than Jace. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, I think significantly better than Jace. The fact that the minus is card advantage instead of just bouncing the hand is, is big for the kind of decks that play it. I mean, that's fair. Um, on the other hand, I, Jace's minus one instead of minus two is relevant, right? Or is it minus... Or his is minus two instead of minus three. He oh, starts yeah, at five instead of four, so... I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. Teferi's definitely better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think as, a, as far as five mana Planeswalkers go in a control mirror kind of thing. I, I think Jace is, would have been my pick over Obnix list for sure. Alright, I got one more five job. No, I guess there's like three more five job trains walkers. I've got one more I want to talk about. <laughs> and that's uh, Angrath. I just think he deserves kind of a special mention because for me whenever I've played him, he's really overperformed. I think that card is probably slipping under people's radar because on paper it doesn't seem very strong but just want to give it a shout out. That, that, that card's done some work whenever I've seen it. I don't hate him into certain matchups, but I think I think he really struggles into any kind of aggro meta where they're just, by turn five, they're not looking to have a hand anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so his uptick's kind of useless. Uh, his downtick's pretty cool, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, yeah, it does it, a surprising amount of damage when you just clear something out and swing for a lot of damage. Yeah, it, feels, it always felt to me like he should be a four drop that was mm. just slightly overpowered for standard. <laughs> okay, I could see that. Yeah, that would be quite strong as a four drop yeah yeah i mean like i I, obviously the frontier player in me wants more gideon ally of zendikar uh, and that's exactly what he would have been in red black so we would have had kind of a four mana planeswalker for jund but uh, if you want sorry if you want a five mana gideon i think you need uh oh what is the dragon rider or not dragon rider dinosaur rider Hwatli. (laughs) Hwatli. disgusting you absolute animal Hey, it makes a 3-3 as a 0. That's basically... It's like Super Gideon. No, no, I mean... Uh, I always wish Angrath had been 4 mana. Because no, he would have been a, a red-black Gideon. Yeah. But, uh, sad. He wasn't. And now he's bad. Okay, I'm just going to real quick run through other 5 mana. There's Sarkin. There's the other Sarkin. There's... You know, we were saying Quatli. Um, anyone else I'm missing that probably we don't need to talk about? Probably some Planeswalker Gideon. <laughs> There's probably some more 5-mana. There's a lot of 5-mana walkers. 
There's there's a Planeswalker Gideon out there that's bad. No, yeah, I've I've run him. <laughs> <laughs> Call the Chad watch. Hey, yeah, uh, you gotta get that uh, that Gideon Tribal deck, and then you you play hit. Actually, though, his um the card that searches him up is a, uh, it's a, all creatures you control get plus one and plus one. That's not the worst thing in the world, but yeah, he's pretty bad. So, let's move on to some real five drops. I think we can move on to mostly creatures now. Yeah. So one creature I actually want to talk about is Hollow One. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. See, I kind of left him off my list, seeing as he's you don't really want to play him as a five drop. Well, yeah. So, but he is a five drop by. Uh, casting costs, so I actually was brewing a deck uh, a while ago uh, and it was a I think it was going to be Jund going to be Jund okay. and the uh, the main reason for the green in it was the card and douche constrictor was, which, was, which is a 2-2 two, two that says 2 drop that says discard a card uh it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Yes, news constrictor. So it's the new wild mongrel. Yeah. And so I was... It's just... It, a hollow one just seems like it, it can be played in Frontier. It just doesn't have enough fast... It, does, it doesn't have the fast discard spells that is in modern yet. Yeah, it doesn't have quite that explosivity. I think that... Uh, yeah, without Faithless Looting, you just can't do quite the same things. Oh, yeah. I like where your brain's at, though. Hollow one. Love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, why don't you jump in with another one here? All right, this one's a little spicy. Ooh, Thal- I mean, I got, it's probably on my list. Thalia's Lancers. There they Ooh. <laughs> So for anyone That's... who doesn't know, this is the 4-4 first strike for five mana. It's a human... Ooh. Knight, I think? Soldier. Human soldier, I'm gonna say, is probably true. Uh, and when it enters the battlefield, you can search for any legendary, um, any, I believe, any legendary. Yeah. Oh no, it's a knight. Ooh. Okay. It's knight. <laughs> Let's also make sure it's legend. Yeah, it is. Card. It's legendary. Yeah. So it's legendary. Ca- I was gonna say legendary, legendary permanent, card. but now we have legendary sorceries, which I do believe. It's legendary fun. card. Okay, great. It is legendary <laughs> so card. If there were any good legendary sorceries, you could search them up. Oh, you know I'm running one in my Primeval Glorious Rebirth deck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this card's interesting. Uh, I mean, it's card advantage when it comes into play. It can find your Planeswalkers, usually. It can find, you know, your other five drops, is I think what's awkward, is that you don't really want to be playing that many five, six drops, and it probably wants to find a five or six drop. I really liked it in the red-white control list. Mm-hmm. Um, where you basically you can use it with Nahiri, um, and you kind of so many of your threats are planeswalkers by nature. So you have like uh, a Gideon of the Trials, Gideon Ally of Zendikar, uh, Chandra Torch Defiance, uh, Chandra Ablaze. Is it the one from Zend- uh, yeah, Flame Caller? Flame Caller. Yeah. Flame Caller. Yeah. So you have all these kind of different tools, so you can kind of just grab. And none of your none of your threats outside of Thalia's Lancers and like. Uh, maybe one other creature are creatures so like you just grab your best planeswalker for the situation slam them next turn and basic i mean hope for the best but really you're probably locking it down by that time okay yeah i like it again i put i think i'm putting at least two in the uh the the chain veil combo deck i'm working on hmm. as yeah. a way to find the combo pieces i think yeah 
it has to be it's only good when you're searching for planeswalkers i think i don't think there's any legendary creatures that make it worth it i mean you can find emerkel with it i did have a version of red white control that ran emerkel that's not a hundred percent terrible <laughs> i'm intrigued who's next i i can go next so another five drop i had on here was angel of invention oh all right another one i uh don't think i included but so angel of invention is a a two one for five that has flying vigilance life link and fabricate two and gives your and gives an anthem to your creatures mm-hmm. uh the main deck i see this played in is the godfather gift decks yes the specifically bant that is in frontier and it's just in those decks, because I've played those decks a couple times, as soon as you get down the the Angel of Invention from your graveyard, you're just, it's basically a finisher for you. You turn it into a 6-6 and you just start swinging. Yeah, similar to what they did in Standard with that, it's probably still one of the best things you can reanimate with God Pharaoh's Gift. I mean, I'm someone who played that deck, I probably should have included it on my list, but I thought it's, um, it's a little narrow. I don't think I want that card anywhere outside of when I'm bringing it back as a 4-4. Yeah, it's, that's really the only place where I can see it played as in. Hmm. All right, I'll jump in with one that I think we've kind of skirted over somehow when we were talking about other big white flyers, and we, you know, we're talking about an angel right now. Let's talk about Avacyn real quick. Now, I think Matt and I have kind of given our opinion on Avacyn a few times, is that, like, if Languish wasn't the best sweeper in Frontier, then we'd probably be seeing a lot more Avacyn, but... Languish really hurts her. She can't come down and protect your team when Languish is probably what you're protecting them from. Or now maybe settle the wreckage. And uh, other than that, you know, she dies to some things. She dies to Grasp. She dies to Glorybringer. Ends up just being a beater, which isn't really what you want from your 5-drop. Yeah, I mean, if, if like you were saying, if Languish wasn't a thing and Grasp of Darkness wasn't a thing mm-hmm. in Frontier, it would be in my opinion, it would be perfectly fine because you just come down, give your give your team indestructible, and then just and then if something dies because you'll obviously have something that's worth killing, uh, you can just flip her into a uh, a sweeper on your kind of a sort of sweeper for you, your opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's still powerful. I do still see her, I think, in some of the Bant, or not Bant, uh, Esper vehicles decks. So I include her on my list as like ninth place, somewhere around there. Yeah. She's still I, very I powerful, th- but... I think, I, I think Donnie, the ins- Donnie the Inspector, uh, ran her in his Bant Spirits deck. Mm, yeah, that, any kind of you know Flash-based deck, it would make sense there. So I just want to take a moment yeah. and say, how crazy is it? That a Sarah Angel with Flash isn't good in this format. <laughs> and indestructible and turns into a 6-5 and deals... Yeah, it's a ridiculous card. It still is a ridiculous card. Probably should see more play. It's just, like we were saying, you only have room for one to three five drops. And the white decks aren't usually the decks that want to be going long in this format. So it's tough to find a spot for her. Yeah. Alright, the last card I would like to mention... Um, and this is just the inner combo player in me thinking this card is going to be good when it really probably <laughs> won't be, is Paradox Engine. Oh, okay. So I do think... So that's the 5-mana uh, five, five legendary artifact that whenever you cast any spell, you untap all of your non-land permanents, right? Yes. Uh, so the the inner combo player in me is thinking that 
I think there's a I think there's a mono blue storm deck out in standard right now that runs this. Mm-hmm. And the inner combo and me play the inner you know, combo player and me is saying, make this work in frontier. And I just don't have the time right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you and me can look at it sometime. I think that's possible. I feel like yeah. there's still a lot more five drops to go through. So let's uh, let's jump into another one here. Um, one that I think is really what comes to mind for me when I'm thinking of five drops starting to make a comeback in Frontier. I think Goblin Dark Dwellers out of the Jund decks. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. So that's the 4-4 Menace that brings back... When you when it enters the battlefield, you get a three-mana sorcery or instant from instant. the graveyard. Yeah. Instant or sorcery, yeah. Yeah, so it comes back, it does Colagon's Command, it does Traverse the Ovenwald frequently, it could just get a Fatal Push, does a lot of really good things transgress the mind if you're in that kind of matchup it's good enough that it was played before any five drops were being played basically yes yeah Um, i think oh yeah go ahead uh i think goblin dark dwellers is just a good card because it can you can you can get a body and k command your opponent Mm mm-hmm like it's just some it just can do three for one silly stuff like that. Yeah, so easily. Alright, so should I go with another goblin or should I go with another Jund five drop? Uh, let, let's let's real quick mention Siege Gang Commander. I don't think this card's found a home yet, but it's on my kind of honorable mentions as just a card that it's gotta find somewhere in Frontier. It's such a powerful raw card. Yeah, yeah, it's it's savage for sure. We uh, just need a bigger red decks to be a thing, which I don't think they are right now. Before we Yeah, we, Sorry, go ahead. Not with Atarka. You think of the sideboard of Atarka? No, I said not with Atarka. I don't think Seeds Gang Commando can do the trick right now. Yeah, it's it's tricky. So one card we haven't talked about yet is Reality Smasher. Oh, that's on my honorable mentions as well. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I think that's another one that fits in the category of not really having a home. I mean, it's really you're just playing it for a big nasty body it's a five five for five in this format you're not playing it for three or for two or anything like that well it's a it's a resilient five five with haste and trample Mm -hmm. yes it's it's enormous and it's so fast i think it's it's one of the best five drops on card quality alone it doesn't have a home but that doesn't mean it's not one of the best five drops around yeah, I mean, I think just last week, though, we were saying that we're not playing our four and five drops for their body. We're playing them for more than that. Well, I think the haste kind of is the more than that, right? Yeah, I mean, it can take out a planeswalker if the turn it comes down, but and, I mean, there it's also certainly are ways to deal right? with it. That... Yeah, funnily enough, I think some of the best ways to get rid of it do sort of get around its weakness. I mean, any of the planeswalkers that take it out get around it. Um, cast out gets around it. Anything like seal away or cast, um, set all the wreckage or already taken care of it. Does cast so maybe it get around on the deck. it? Yes, it's only spells. Um, cast out counts as a spell, doesn't it? So cast out enters the battlefield and then oh, has an ability right, that exiles it. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I still think it's really good. Um, I think it probably answers planeswalkers better than most creatures right because like you just drop it and kill something um, it does so if we're looking nowhere. at a format where more planeswalkers are coming around it might be somewhere to look at so i mean i'm not sold that planeswalkers being an answer to it as much um cast okay. out sure um, i think cast out kind of doesn't see a lot of play because it's a four mana removal spell but but yeah i right, will 
let's stop jumping around the spider here and talk about what I think is probably the best five drop in Frontier. And that's uh, Ishkana. So, yeah, hands down. Three five comes in with three one twos if you've got Delirium. And it's kind of got that trinket text of seven mana able to deal damage, or the opponent loses life based on all your spiders. Yeah, I think Ishkana, most of the time when I was playing Gen Delirium, I wanted mm-hmm. Ishkana over Emrakul because it stabilizes you a whole lot better. It does. When, when I'm thinking of a five drop that helps you win against Atarka and is also good against bigger decks, it's really Ishkana. On top of that, I've been really liking the deck, or the card out of the Marvel decks, like the um, the Japan Marvelists have really been running Ishkana, and it just looks so good there as well. All right, um, what else do you guys have? I've still got a couple if uh, no one else wants to jump in. That was it. We just we just did the oh. climax. You want to keep going? <laughs> I do want to keep going. I've got one more that I actually had on my top ten, and that's uh, Whisperwood Elemental. So it oh. maybe fills a similar role of Ishkana, but if you're looking for something that you know, can help stabilize the board against Atarka and is good against control. Whisperwood really hits that for me. I mean, he's a 4-4 that comes with a 2-2. That's great as just gumming up the board, blocking bodies, particularly when it comes down on, like, turn 3 or turn 4. And then it's good against control as well because it protects against sweepers. It sacrifices itself in response to anything like a Vraska's Contempt, which is nice, so they don't gain the life off of that. So it kind of plays around a lot of things that are good on the small side and good on the big side. Are you ready for my finale, Matt? I don't even know what you're talking about, man. You you don't know what I'm talking about with Whisperwood, or you don't know what I'm talking about with my next card? The most important five drop we haven't talked about yet I thought is you were... Starfield of Nyx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's an honorable mention. There's not really a home for it right now, but Starfield of Nyx is it's a real engine at five mana. And we joke about it a lot on this show, I think. I forgot that was a five drop. <laughs> I mean, I have some funny other ones. Like, I included Goggles on there if we ever wanted to talk about that. Um, there's also Verterus Gearhulk. I think he's just a beater, though. I don't think we really need a spot for him. Yeah. No, he's he's really only real deck he can possibly go into is the Scales deck. Yeah, maybe. I also had a double... Um, I had a double technicality with Crush of Tentacles. <laughs> which is technically neither a creature nor a 5-drop, but it really is a 5-drop creature. <laughs> or a 5-mana creature. Uh. all right guys uh this has been a lot of fun why don't we kind of move towards wrapping up our show here so um current events uh when we're recording this we just had the god of frontier happen in japan so i think that we'll probably possibly be reviewing that next weekend or next uh, week when we're on the show Uh, make sure to check out our website if you guys haven't there's been a lot of great articles coming on that on there pretty regularly and uh, make sure to check our weekly streams with anthony here you can hear him and some of his great commentary other than that, in Magic News, we've been getting some spoilers for Battle Bond. We've heard that we're returning to Ravnica, which is pretty exciting for us Frontier players. We're certainly going to do some expectations about that in the future. But if you guys want us to hear talk us about anything, if you want to reach out to us, make sure to contact us at MTG Frontier on Twitter, MTG underscore Frontier on Instagram, and you can find our Reddit, MTG Final Frontier. There's links to our Discord there. Lots of ways to contact us. So guys, why don't you say goodbye for today? See ya. Goodbye for today. <laughs> and uh, if you want to mention any contact information with you guys as well. Uh, as always, you can reach me at SciTurkey1 on Twitter. Uh, for me, you can... Uh, I'm usually on the Discord every day. You can find me on there. Uh, if you want to brew any combo decks and you're on the Discord, come find me. I'll, I'm more than happy to help you out and 
probably have fun with it because I just love combo decks. Or just uh, hit up his streams and you'll be able to talk to him there. All right, well, thank you guys. Yeah. It was a really pleasure having you on the show, Anthony and uh, Matt. And you know, it's always fun to have you on the show, I guess. <laughs> But uh, for everyone out there listening, we want to thank you for listening to us every week, and we look forward to being your go-to source for Frontier Information Online. Your final Frontier, signing off. 